Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. Carrie and I are so glad that you have joined us. And so today we are going to talk a little bit about. So there's a phrase that we often use when thinking about things that from our childhood. And um, I'm going to go with the term child care, childhood icons. And there's the icons from when we were little. And so, and um, a lot of people know those icons in different ways. So whether it's something like Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, you know, Captain Kangaroo, you know, <laughs> I was like, why can't I remember any of the ones my kids watched? Um, Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, Thomas, Thomas the Tank, the tank Engine. Um, Arthur, you know, so. Um, Barney. Yeah. Huh? Barney. Barney. Okay. So yeah. So PBS public broadcasting system is a great place to find a lot of our childhood icons, but we also probably have those in some of our favorite books and even movies from when we were kids. And a couple of things we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, you know, what does it mean to be age appropriate? Uh, Because just because we remember doing it as a kid, doesn't necessarily mean that it's appropriate for kids under five. Like it still may be a six or seven year old thing. Uh, So we got to keep that in mind. Um, Carrie is definitely going to help us kind of review and discuss things like copyrights. What's the best way to use those resources? We all have, you know, TV shows or something that we love, you know, everything from the Mouseketeers to pick a Disney movie, right? We all have, you know, there's lots of them, but it's also, so it's actors, it's TV shows, it's books. Winnie the Pooh is a huge deal to me. I think Winnie the Pooh is, you know, the bee's knees. There was a center that I went and did a little bit of coaching with that I, I was a little confused by the, uh, icons that they had representing that, you know, they had big pictures of at their center because they were British. And in the office, all of the books were Beatrix Potter and Paddington Bear and stuff like that in the office. But in the school, none of those were reflected. And I was confused because there was this disconnect. So if you're going on the tour of the center, you're seeing, you know, modern American icons like Daniel Tiger. (laughs) And then you go into the office and it's Beatrix Potter and Winnie the Pooh and Paddington Bear. And it didn't, it didn't make sense together. Um, You know, my nickname, there are people across the world who call me Fred. And in today's world, this gets to be confusing because they're like, is she transgender? No. Um, My maiden name was Rogers and I'm insanely cheerful and I'm constantly taking my shoes off. So as a kid, everybody said, oh, you're like Mr. Rogers. So they called me Fred. Maiden name Rogers, take your shoes off all the time. You're obviously Fred Rogers. Um, And what? There is probably not a week that goes by that I don't think of something that Fred Rogers did. Um, Some way that he improved my life or my kids' lives or 
TV. <laughs> okay, so the next time you come down to Orlando to visit Marie, let's make sure we go to Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida, because that is where he went to college and grew up. And they have all kinds of memorials to him. So anyway, um, if you you know want to see a life-size you know statue of Mr. Rogers sitting on a bench. So- I would always like to see, I, I mean... And one of I mean, my kids core memories, it, one of my kids' core memories is actually the day that Mr. Rogers died. Um, you know, it's very much it's not a shiny yellow core memory. It is a blue core memory, but you know, blue core memories are important. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you when um John Glenn passed away. Um, we all have our version of <laughs> and today um this is the day Olivia Newton John. Um, passed away. So I'm going to kick off with her um, as I launch into what I would call age-appropriate childhood um, icons. Because I do remember um, it came out when I was seven. Uh, So Carrie, you would have been what five or six, depending on the time of the year. And so I I definitely associate Greece as a childhood show. Um, but when you watch that as an adult, you're like, what were people thinking letting us watch those things? There are a lot know, of movies. That... A, yeah. So not only were the actors really not high school students, they didn't look like high school students. And there was nothing about the content in that that was age appropriate for any kid. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk a little bit about perhaps maybe some childhood icons or or even books or stories or movies that we often see in childcare centers because the adult who's in that classroom or who's running that program or owning that program, this is something that they think of when they think a child or children, so. Okay, um, well, I have, I have seen um, Transformers, mm-hmm. um, which is an incredibly violent TV show um, from what was that the eighties? I don't know, but it's come back like eight times. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and everything with that, right? The turtles, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has, has definitely made its world around Power Rangers, you know, so. Yeah. And now it's Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, I'm sure Yu-Gi-Oh is passe, but you know, we have various different, um, fighting TV shows. Um, and the question is, should you have the items from the fighting TV shows or fighting movies in your program? What are, what, what are the pros and cons of having, you know, I'm always going to side more on comic book people because I was a comic book person. I wasn't a MAGA person. Um, so, but what is the difference between having a Yu-Gi-Oh action figure and having a Flash action figure? Those are both uh, childhood yeah, icons. You know, a lot of times we hear people talk about, oh, I don't want swords and guns, but they're going to have lightsabers. Which is a sword gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it cuts some people in half, you know? <laughs> so, hands. Um, so, you know, you have, we've, we've talked about the whole rough and tumble play and where does that cross into violence play? And you have to draw lines between, you know, do, am I allowing violence play? What kinds am I? But again, a lot of those are childhood icons, you know, how many little boys that I grew up with had Darth Vader 
action figures and Luke Skywalker action figures. Okay. Um, but let's, let's talk this through because you and I are both, I mean, we're both about, you know, we're both the same generation. We're both talking about the same thing. And so to me, I agree. We think of those as little kid things, but they're still not always toddler things. And so that's where I found myself noticing that, you know, I'm like, oh, it's so cute. They have ABC Disney movie because, you know, I love Disney movies, but let's be realistic. A lot of those are really kind of scary for a three-year-old. And so you have to remember when you're choosing to show a movie or read a book or tell a story or even have a picture on the wall. I mean, I remember going to a program that had an awful lot of copyright, <laughs> very large, um, you know, characters on their wall, which as a, from an adult standpoint, they were appropriate, right? But they were massive. And I kept thinking to myself, now, if you're looking at that and you're three, <laughs> you know. And they've the painted it as an eight foot big bird because big bird is eight foot. Right. Is that going to be something that is a positive impact for the kids in that program? Not to mention the fact that you have definitely broken the law. <laughs> okay, so- <laughs> we, we touched a little bit about age appropriate. So when we're talking about age appropriate, just because Target or Walmart or somebody sells a toy that says three plus or two plus, and therefore this marketing magnet <laughs> is trying to sell a toy uh, branded specifically for two and three-year-olds doesn't necessarily mean that the content is. So and just because a kid plays with Transformers and Hot Wheels, <clears throat> you know, the transforming Hot Wheels doesn't mean they've ever seen a Transformers movie. So definitely kind of keep that in the back of your mind. Um, even if they, if this is a four-year-old who knows everything there is to know about Star Wars, don't assume they've actually seen the movie, especially right now, right? We've got all kinds of versions on Disney Plus. We have books. We have animated star wars i mean it's it's it really is you want to talk about something that is a true monster when it comes to the name and depending on how old you are as a director or teacher you and your children personally or nieces nephews right so your family experiences definitely is going to affect what part of that generation do you do you you know you know instinctively Where do you plug to? into that yeah. Right. Um, and again, if we're, you know, I have a hard time watching Daniel Tiger because to me, Daniel Tiger is a weird looking puppet that Mr. Rogers made <laughs> um, that always was dealing with emotions. You know, Daniel Tiger was the puppet that um, Mr. Rogers made to deal with shyness and fear. <laughs> like each of his puppets had a purpose and there were specific emotions that they were there to deal with um, in, in his world. And so a whole TV show about a fearful, <laughs> shy character, I was like, why is this a show? I don't understand. <laughs> but that's because of where I come in to that icon of Daniel Tiger. I come into the icon of Daniel Tiger as a Generation X person who had millennial children 
Um, and so for me, it's all about Mr. Rogers and I have, you know, there's kids in the world that I am part of their lives that are generation Z and to them, Daniel Tiger is that animated character who has parents, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm just like, he has what? Yeah, so definitely, um, and we talk about this when we start talking about art projects, we start talking about it if you're a faith-based organization, and we talk about holidays, right? So make sure you're really aware of what the child is taking away from what you are teaching, not necessarily what do you remember that you think you were a child when you remembered, because most of us, most of us do not remember what we learned when we were two and three. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I, I want to transition to us talking about using them as decorations in your program. Um, please don't put up a, a life-size painting of Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia in your school. You have no legal right to her face or to the character design. So those are two different things and two different people own them. So Carrie Fisher's daughter owns the right to Carrie Fisher's face, which is weird, but it's true. Um, And she's off doing her own acting gig now. Um, And the Princess Leia design is owned by, I don't, I I guess now by Disney. Um, So you can't do a Princess Leia design because Disney owns that and they can and will sue you, not because they want to put your daycare center out of business, but the way the law works is anytime they're notified that somebody is infringing on their copyright, they have to enforce it or else the law says that they no longer have a copyright. So if you paint Big Bird on a wall in your school um sesame street has to sue you if they hear about it okay so let's talk about that real fast and it's not that i'm trying to sell a specific brand so i'm going to try to not remember the brand but there are companies that make life-size stickers that you can put on your wall of these licensed characters so And you can do that. You can absolutely buy those products that are licensed, but make sure they're licensed that they're not a knockoff you bought on Etsy. Yeah. You, if you're going to buy those stickers, is that fat boys, big boys? Well, there's various different ones, but, and Disney has some specifically licensed and, and so does the children's television workshop. Um, So um, make sure that you have, (laughs) like I said, don't buy them off of Etsy Mm -hmm. because if you buy them off of Etsy and put them in your business, your business has now violated copyright, even though you're not the one who created it, you're displaying it. Um, And so that goes with, you know, how does that work if you're going to show... an animated movie or even, um, you know, PBS shows during the day. Um, what if you want to do a coloring page? Or you want to buy the licensed versions, <laughs> buy the coloring book, rip out the pages of the coloring book. Um, 
they have to sue you if they find out. They don't have any choice. They don't necessarily want to bankrupt child care centers or YMCAs or any of that. But if they don't enforce it, they lose the right to their intellectual property. Um, so if, you know, you can have somebody on your staff who can draw a decent Aladdin, that's fine. It's based on the Disney character. It's not the Disney character. Well, and so even with that, let's talk, I'm going to mention Rapunzel real quick. And I'm going to mention those $1 coloring books because first of all, you know, if you're doing coloring books, you might as well just buy, you know, 18 version, 18 copies of a $1 coloring book. And a lot of times those coloring books, if you actually go look at them, they will be, the cover will be colored and give you the impression that you are buying Tangled. But if you actually read it, you are reading Rapunzel. And Rapunzel is very different. And so again, make sure you stop for a second and kind of go through. And that you also, this is a great thing to include in staff training. A couple episodes ago, we started talking about all kinds of staff training and you know things to include. Well, help your staff understand what is the, where did the real fairy tale come from? What is an age appropriate Ooh, version I of love that? that. Can we read actual Grimm's fairy tales? Hans Christian Anderson is not quite as bloody as the Grimm fairy tales. So maybe right, start with Hans Christian but, Anderson. But your teachers should be educated on this. Your teachers yeah. should know that Little Mermaid is not a Disney creation. Neither right. is Pinocchio. None right. of them, <laughs> none of them right. are. And so, uh, and, and it's also worth knowing who owns those things now. And, and that comes into something like, you know, Sesame Street that was for years PBS. And then, but yet now you see it pop up in SeaWorld, but it's like, but who owns, you know? And so then there's the whole Jim HBO. Hansen and the Muppets. Yeah. Because Jim Hansen and the Muppets is actually owned by Disney. <laughs> so, um, but it's good to know where, um, don't try, I'm going to, I'm going to dovetail real quick and just say, don't ever try to figure out the superhero thing with Carrie, um, because that is its own nightmare in every way, shape or form, as far as, um, car, you know, the comic versus the movie versus the live people in costume. Yeah. There's <laughs> like, a lot of different versions, but again, it's childhood icons, right? <laughs> Yeah. It's what are the things that the kids at your center are identifying with and do you want to come? I mean, another question is, do you want to commercialize your center? Um, because if you're painting an eight foot tall big bird and violating copyright laws, you're also commercializing the kids. You're telling them that you need to buy things to have a good childhood and you're telling the parents that. Where if instead you have, you know, flowers and birds and trees painted on your wall, you're sending a very different message. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. You know, so as we get into this come, you know, holiday season, um, you know, there's this time period in October where kids like to wear costumes. Um, we all probably have some sort of dramatic play in our area and 
you can't have dramatic play and not have kids part, you know, starting to put capes on and being a superhero of their own, even if you don't, I mean, and I do, I have worked with programs that refuse to put any sort of superhero branded um, clothes, even though parents try to give them to them after every holiday, right? <laughs> Which I don't blame <laughs> as a mama for. I was always trying to give away those dang costumes, but um you know, it's worth, you know, kind of going, okay, well, they're going to still try to be a superhero, even if it's not that superhero, right? They're still going to have a cape there. So go get black fabric, red fabric, you know, go let them, you know, or go get some really funky colors that, you know, very few people ever have a cape in this color. So this is good, right? Like you can be this superhero, yeah. um, you know, but even programs like Captain Planet, again, talking about, um, you know, especially when Mr. Goodbody and Captain Planet came out originally, they were definitely not commercialized. Um, just kind of like, you know, in reality, the mouse, you know, I mean, it took almost 25 years for you to be able to find something other than a Timex watch and a black hat with black ears. I mean, you know, there was, I mean, now you can't sneeze, turn a corner, even inside of a Walgreens without seeing something branded. Um, which in my world making you know christmas stockings are very easy but that's you know that's its own other another story but in, <laughs> in it's you know i just keep wanting to bring it back to that thought process of what are the icons that you want to support or perpetuate in your program i love putting up posters if you're in a montessori program of pictures of dr montessori with her quotes she is a childhood icon the kids should know what that, you know, lady looked like. Um, you know, um, I like having, of course, we said before quotes from Fred Rogers, cause I think he's the bee's knees, but, um, I've put all kinds of other people's quotes up on the walls. I've got, um, Ben Affleck. I think I've got a Ben Affleck poster I've got John Green, um, Marie Curie, um, oh, uh, Judy Bloom, all kinds of different people who, who were icons of childhood at different times and put quotes by those people up for the parents to remember, oh, these are what smart people who cared about kids had to say. I don't know if Marie Curie cared that much about kids, but she said some really cool things. <laughs> well, uh, so, yeah, so that's a great, so as we kind of wrap up, I just want to kind of remind everybody who's listening to today's episode. Um, again, we aren't saying you can't have them in your program. We aren't saying that we think it's bad. What we are trying to encourage you to do is if you're going to use licensed, use truly licensed go to Amazon, go to fat boy or whatever the clingy website, the, the things for your walls are make sure that they're truly licensed, decide if that fits with your program and the age of your kids. And then if you happen to be a program that shares a space. So again, um, a lot of times this does come back, especially, um, related to this component, it would come back to more like churches. And, you know, definitely, you know, think about what's on the walls, because again, people who are decorating a Sunday school classroom, 
um, may or may not have the same age kids in that classroom as what you're bringing. They may, you know, have one thought about it where might be fine for an eight-year-old, but a three-year-old maybe not. So um, always look at the impression that the age child is coming in, is getting when they come to your classroom. And then what are the parents going to see? And so if you ever hear a parent grumble, another staff person grumble, take that time, go do some exploration and education on your own and see if perhaps maybe there's some validity to that. Maybe, maybe that isn't the person or the scene we should have on the wall. And, you know, that comes back to, you know, the person who that comes up with the most often in the past five years has been Dr. Seuss, Theodore mm-hmm. Geisel. Um, and there are issues with some of the things he did, but I'm still a, a Theodore Geisel fan because of him saying, yeah, I did some stuff when I was younger that was not great. Here's the star-bellied sneeches to try to make up for it. <laughs> um, and him specifically recognizing and growing. But that's my opinion, doesn't have to be yours. But he's an icon that used to be in every school every year in March, but is not as much today. Well, I mean, when we start thinking about spring images and you and I have talked about this a lot and I think this is, we'll, we'll just leave it here because it's not really a childhood image but it is something that children see all the time. And imagine being three and seeing a man nailed to a cross. Um, yeah. I mean, I know what the spring is. I know what Easter is. And there's, there's a whole different thing between a baby in a manger than a man nailed to the cross. Because I have seen some horrifically gory and too realistic versions of those in education buildings at churches. And, you know, ever since the one time you and I had a whole discussion about, you know, really, what are you teaching by, you know, the little rock in front of a cake? <laughs> I mean, which again, is something we often teach that time of year, but I had never really thought about it from, well, what am I teaching if you're three? Yeah. You know, what's, what's the three-year-old going to take away from that? So um, that's another icon. I don't know if he's necessarily an icon of childhood, but he's definitely an icon. But if you're in it, but if you're in a church. You can't tell me that even if you're not a program owned by a church. So, you know, there's a couple of different ways, you know, that that does work, right? We do have a lot of programs that rent space. Well, even more, if you're renting space, you may not get to say what you do and do not have on your walls. So it may be on Monday, you take that thing down and you put it back up on Friday. (laughs) Absolutely. So. So, you know give some thought to what are the childhood icons that you guys want to put into your program that you want to advocate? Are there any that you're like, absolutely not. We're not going to have, um, I can't, uh, we're not going to have any vampires, you know, no vampires. We're not doing, there's the, there's the little kid vampire in, the Transylvania series. We're not, we're not doing the Transylvania series because we don't do vampires. Okay, fine. But I want you to make a conscious decision about it. And if you're a church-based program, um, uh, do think about what your images are and what kids are going to learn from them. But if you're any program, think about, you know, what 
what do the images you have say to the kids and their parents? Um, and, you know, put up the ones that reflect the values of your school. What and are the we all love dance music. And we all love to give the kids an opportunity to get their wiggles out. Um, if you have to, please go at the minimum, get the kid bop version because like today I was listening to all kinds of Olivia Newton-John songs and I know I have danced with my kids screaming these lyrics. Really? <laughs> Even if you are the one that I want, I do not need to be singing that at three. And, you know, and I dealt with that a lot with my uh, youngest daughter when Mama Mia came out as a movie. And yeah, she sang those songs all the time. High school musical songs. Again, high school musical Disney. Have you actually thought through the words if they were coming out of a five-year-old's mouth? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah or the descendants you know or whatever yeah um you know it 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 goes around right now that my nephews are watching well they're too they're older than than you'd have at your center anyway but you know it it just it it cycles so yeah. think about it have your staff think about it it's a great topic for training i know we keep talking about training all fall <laughs> you know, we've been talking about it. We started in August. Um, you know, the, the first week of August, we started talking about staff training. Um, sorry, we're big about staff training, um, but it, again, it can just be some discussions, um, some active thought processes. So this one I think has gone a little long, but you can tell it was definitely something that Kate and I felt, um, passionate about and we just wanted to talk about it with you guys um because you know the elvis movie came out this year um you know there have been a number of childhood icons that have passed away in the past you know a couple of months and it's just icons for our decade <laughs> yep Okay, guys. Well, if you enjoyed this podcast or any of our other podcasts, be sure to share it with a friend and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.